Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. And my husband lost his voice. <laughs> I am not complaining. Not funny. <laughs> However, the show must go on, and I'm leading us, guys. We have an already recorded amazing conversation for you with James Miller. This man might actually be the next Dr. Oz. He's a psychotherapist and a host of a nationally syndicated radio show and is also getting ready to film his own TV show. Wait until you guys hear the story of his experience giving a keynote speech and all of a sudden having to go to the bathroom. You guys, it was so funny. Kevin, is there anything else you want to add to this? You're still not funny. (laughs) Can't wait for you to hear this episode with James Miller. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, are you ready to have this conversation? I'm so excited because we had the opportunity to be on his show. Yes, we And did. now we get to turn the tables here. Well, friends, our next guest apparently never sleeps due to all the projects <laughs> he's involved with. He is a talented singer, piano composer, actor, and a licensed psychotherapist who had his own private practice for 14 years. However, he's probably best known for being the executive producer and host of the nationally broadcasted and syndicated radio show, James Miller Lifeology. From sunny Miami, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Mr. James Miller. James! Thank you so much. When you said that, like, who is this person? I want to meet him. He sounds amazing. <laughs> this person is awesome. I want to meet this man. That's funny. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm jealous where he's at in Miami, Florida. I'm literally on the ocean. I'm not going to lie. I don't mean to rub it in. Columbus, Ohio is a little different than winter in Miami. So yes. there's that. Well, the thing is, you can understand how we feel because you lived here for a yes. while. So you understand yes. how we're feeling in December in Columbus. Did you know, though? I don't think you knew this. I actually grew up in rural Canada. So when I was four years old, my parents moved to Canada. They had a very rustic fishing resort. So you had a flying by float plane. We had a oh, generator wow. that was on for maybe four hours a day. There were like moose and bear running through our yard all the time. So I know what cold is like 54 below zero, like the wind chill, very common up there. You bump your hand against something. It feels like it's going to crumble apart. So yes, it's a huge change from Western Ontario to sunny Florida. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to talk about this. (laughs) Were you just growing up? You're like, okay, when I grow up, I am not living here. I am going somewhere sunny. Is is that kind of how that worked, James? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's so funny because even when I was an undergrad and even actually growing up all, all throughout their school, I had to wear uniforms and ties. And they're like, we're going to prepare you for the world. I am literally in tank tops <laughs> and t-shirts all the time. I'm like, yeah, it really prepared me. But no, it's funny. Because I, I like the cold for a couple of days, especially for the holidays. But it was like 72 the other day. I'm like, I'm so cold. And I have my, my jacket on. And I would make fun of people like that all the time. And as I hear myself say that, I'm like, all right, James, calm it down. But it's, I'm one of those people now. In fact, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt today, which is not like me. So, so you were in Canada and yes. you would just look out your window and there'd be like moose walking around or bears or is that really yeah. what your life was like? Yeah. So 
I don't know if you've ever seen a moose in real life. They are, they're like 15 feet tall, easily. And that's usually at the, the haunts. I mean, they're humongous. Yeah, you'd see that all the time. You see bear go through the, the lakes. We'd see them in the backyard all the time. And there's like scratch marks in our back, our back door because they were trying to get in. Um, you'd see bald eagles come flying down and grab fish out of the water. And then, okay, so my job as a kid on this fishing resort, when I say resort, Let's be honest, there was no electricity, so it wasn't like a resort. It was a really rustic <laughs> place, so let's be honest. But um, yeah, so I had to take the fish innards after they were cleaned, and I would have to take them and put them out on the rocks. And then the fish, were, the eagles would come down, or the big turkey buzzards. Have you seen those big things? Yes. They would come down and eat it, and then the, the eagles would come down. One time, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I was like focusing more on the eagles, and I slipped and fell, and they, all the fish innards went all over me. And that was the last time I ever did that. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. I'm like, I will not be doing this again. So yeah, that's how I grew up. And then, so uh, was it five, five months of the year I was there? And then the other seven months I was in the States. And since my parents were ministers, we traveled all around the US. So I, but my permanent address was Canada. I lived in so many different States. I always tell people I was in the witness protection program because that seems better than saying, oh, we just moved around because we moved around. So that's how I grew up. So <laughs> when his parents would say, hey, go outside and play. That meant something completely different than you and I telling our kids to go outside and play because yes. in his backyard is a bear or a moose. Did you have like any like scary interactions like with a bear or anything? Okay, okay, so, let's yeah. say about that. And I was a kid. I had to go get the minnows for the for the people who fish. So we had all these minnow traps, all these different places. So I was out getting. I was like maybe. I don't know, eight or nine years old. And I know how that sounds being that young, but I had my little boat, you know, upward motor and I'd go out and get there, get the minnows. And um, one time I was getting the minnows and all of a sudden for probably maybe 15 feet away, a bear comes out and I'm just a little kid with the minnows and I just take off running and it's coming at me. And it wasn't, I mean, it was more interested in the food than it was me because my history, I'm not a, a, I'm not a zoologist, but black bears are much more, I don't say aggressive, but they're much more they don't mind chasing you. <laughs> so they would go after you. And so that was, you know, that was a really scary time for me. Of course, a little eight-year-old boy. I'm having to fend for his life, run as fast as I could, jump in the boat. And of course, just like in the movies, the boat wouldn't start. Finally started. Oh, no. Got it out. Yeah. And so I'm like, of course it wouldn't start. I mean, why would it start? That's just how every bad movie is ever made. So I'm like, this must be a movie. <laughs> yeah, but I had quite a few of those. It was, it was a, lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah, that does sound fun, James. <laughs> I know, right? That's super fun. I would do it again. Well, well you said, oh, the bear was more interested in the food. I'm like, you, you are the food. food. I was James. the food. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It was just, you know, like I said, it was, it was a cool childhood. And I, I love it. It's very different than a lot of other people. But I'm probably more of a city boy now when people see me. Yeah, but I mean, I could still, I could still rough it as I need, if I needed to. Well, but I don't want to. <laughs> we can talk about having a different childhood than most people. You've had an adulthood that is different than most people, right? So when we're reading about you, James, I was telling Steph, Steph, there's so many things we could ask him for stories about, <laughs> such as, you know, the one was acting, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you have been performing since you mm-hmm. three years old yeah. and you have, you became an actor. You filmed a movie over in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. In España. What is it like being an actor, going through auditions, trying to maybe learn a new language? How does that work? Do you have any good stories from from that experience, James? Oh, I have many stories. Like when I was, I remember I was performing on stage and I was <laughs> I missed my cue and I was trying to run on stage really fast and I tripped and fell and came flying on stage. <laughs> I mean, you can't come back from that. So of course I stood up, everyone laughed and I gave a little, a little bow, you know, the show must go on. And then I did my, my really important line. But yeah, but I have a lot of things. I mean, it's funny, but I didn't go by James at that time. I was, my name was Sebastian de Vega. I don't know why it was really cool name, but it wasn't cool because I'm only half Spanish. People don't realize that. Like with a name like James Miller. 
people don't know that I speak Spanish. So Sebastian de Vega was my was my name, and I did a lot of I did a lot of um, MTV commercials. Oh, in fact, how it linked together when I was a boy um, in Canada, I was in this TV series called The Untold Stories of the Navy Seals. So I was in the Panama episode, and so here I am. I'm the one one of my characters, the Panamanian flight control operator. So here I am speaking in Spanish, and I'm talking. I'm like, oh, the I don't remember my lines, but the um, the Americans are coming here. Here they are, and I'm looking at the radar. There's a blank screen, of course, a CGI on top of it. And one of the um, um, Navy SEALs wasn't there. So they're like, James, will you fill in for this? I'm like, of course. So here I'm a Navy SEAL, and it's like three in the morning. They blew up a, a helicopter next to us. But it was funny because I had to, to drive the... Um, the Zodiacs, which are the, the floating boats, you know? Okay. So people clearly don't know how to ride these boats, drive these boats. But they had me the opposite direction from where you're, the way you're supposed to go. And I'm like, it's like riding with a different hand. And so I was like, okay, so I had to flip this around. And the other people kind of knew what they were doing. So here I am. I'm like, yeah, I could do this easily. But when they had me do it with my opposite hand, I was like, oh. So, but at the very end, there are three Zodiacs. I'm the last Zodiac that's zigzagging back and forth. It's going in circles. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I swear I know how to do this. But it's been really cool. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I have a lot of stories, but it was that was a really fun one until my agent ran off with all my money. So I never got paid for that one. But all is well. And then I took the easy way out and I went to uh, graduate school. I went to Regent University. In fact, Regent University is connected to CBN, uh, Seminar yes. Club. So I used to translate, I used to do the, work in the international departments and I would translate the documents for all the people there. So did you get a chance to work with Pat Robertson while you're there at CBN? I did not. I, funny thing is, I, I would see him in the hallway. He is actually a lot taller than I thought. Oh, he really? is like six foot one or six foot two. I'm five ten, so but I would see him from a distance, and he was. I was for some reason I thought he was just shorter. But no, I would see him all the time. I would see Gordon all the time. His son. I was on set a lot, but I didn't do anything for them. Now, when they do a lot of the reenactments, I don't remember what reenactment it was for. But I was someone who was in some Latin guy who was locked in a prison, got out, was on a prison gang. And then I had to break free from that. It was so that was a fun little reenactment. I didn't have to speak. I mean, um, they just I just mouth the words, but it was pretty cool to do reenactments like that. And then that I was doing that while I was going to graduate school for psychology. And okay. then now right. I'm getting back to all of my entertainment for my music. I'm able to use it all right now again, which I really am grateful for. Very honored by the opportunities that I keep being given. Okay, any crazy audition stories? As an actor, yes, I had an audition for Taco Bell. And it was, really? I'm not going to lie. Sorry, Taco Bell, but love you. But it was such a bad concept. I'm sorry. I should not say that. Taco Bell is wonderful. Uh, so, but um, I, I love the Diablo sauce. I'll tell you that. But anyway, so I had to pretend I was playing an air guitar. There was no direction to it, but they just said, play it as crazy as you can play it. So here I'm playing this crazy air guitar, like playing it as if I was, you know, the best guitar player in the world. And the director and the casting agent, they just stared at me like, thank you. And I was like, I literally just made a fool of myself. And this is all I got. I didn't even get a call back on that. I'm like, I would, I rocked that air guitar and I got nothing. <laughs> James is like, where's the standing ovation at here? Folks? I know. I, I, I was like, this. <laughs> best air guitar I'm ever. I'm not lying. I was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> People just don't appreciate the talent in that commercial. <laughs> all right, Steph. Got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get 
our book. Honey. Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes and Noble. Yes. And? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Okay, so Steph, so far during this conversation, he's talked about being a singer, being a... Minnow hunter. A minnow hunter, a psychotherapist, an actor. He's also been a professional speaker and a keynote speaker. And I think you have a good story that you could share with us about that. Is that right, James? I do. Yes. (laughs) This is hysterical. All right. So as a keynote speaker, of course, I'm in person, but... I, I love to tell the story because I do not take myself seriously at all. If I trip and fall, I'm the one that laughs, the first laugh. So this one time I was a keynote speaker for a really big event and like really influential people. So here I am. And um, two hours before that, I had I'd eaten a lot of food and I was, was just, I had felt really bloated. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a Lasix. So a Lasix is a diuretic that is prescribed, of course. And so I was like, that's going to be good. I'm like, I have a photo shoot the next day. I'm like, amazing. And so, of course, everyone take your medication as prescribed by a licensed person. So I, here I am, and I took it, and just before, and it was 100 milligrams. And I was, and I could have swore God was like, James, don't take it. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm a licensed professional here. <laughs> I know, right? I know everything, clearly. I mean, I'm a keynote speaker, so everybody, clearly, I know what I'm talking about. Two minutes before it starts, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. So I ran to the bathroom, came back. And thankfully, this was a video one like this, because it was during COVID. And um, So this is recent. This isn't when he's 13 years old. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say. <laughs> That's what makes it worse. So here I'm like, it's it. I know the time because I went back and looked at the timestamp. Eight twenty-four. All of a sudden, I'm talking, and it just hits me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, have you ever been in a car? And you have to go to the bathroom so bad. And it literally, you'll really run over anybody because you Never. have to go to the bathroom. So picture that times a thousand. So here I am. I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so all of a sudden, I was like, okay, well, I can just run to the bathroom. But I was like, well, no, I can't. I'm like in the middle of a conversation. And they're asking me questions. And it was a really good conversation. So I was like, the show must go on. So I just was like. Why not? So here I am talking, <laughs> talking away about ways you can really enhance your life. And all of a sudden, it just went for like a good three minutes. And I'm sorry to be vulgar, but that's that's real life. And then I'm like, oh, thank God I'm done. 15 minutes oh, no. later, hit me again. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so... <laughs> I don't want to say what they, I, I can't say too much. But when I was talking, there's a, a part where you see me talking and all, it was during the second time. And you see me look down because I'm like, I just bought a brand new rug. And I was like, what? And I was literally freaking out. But boy, once again, the show must go on. You'll never know. You know? So <laughs> once it was done, I was, I was like, oh, thank you so much for letting me be a guest in your show. I'm so honored. And then as soon as we hung up, I was like... <laughs> so grossed out. I burnt, or I didn't burn everything. I threw everything away. Thankfully, my rug was not affected. But that was like, of course, James, of course, you should have listened to what you were told and you didn't do it. So everyone, that's a life lesson. Do not take a diuretic before you have a speaking engagement because you will regret it. In 100 milligrams, by the way. Oh my gosh. Because I normally would take like 25 and I'm like, I'll be fine. 
thinking, I want to look good for this photo shoot. 100 milligrams. I know. So that's what vanity does. So don't ever allow your vanity to make you wet yourself. So, did you rewatch the video from that Zoom call then? I did. So when you go to relieve yourself, can you see a facial change in your response? A split second. A split second. And I was like... <laughs> When I went back and looked, all of a sudden, because I'm in so much panic, you, I, I can tell that I was in panic mode. And all of a sudden, there was a moment of just <laughs> relief for a second. And then I just kept talking. And it was so subtle. But of course, I sent it to my my, my sisters and my mom. <laughs> They're like, we can tell when I told them what happened. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, it's trying to be so subtle. But if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. But it was, uh, it was a really... Uh, it was, a, it was a moment that I will never forget. Well, honestly, let's be honest. We've all had that moment. Like, the fact that you said the car ride. Like, you've all oh. had that moment where you're like, Too people oh my gosh. like, go, go, Too go. You're times. yelling at people. Just oh. to, I don't care how fast you're going. And the closer you get to where, yeah. The closer you get to where you go, you feel like it's just oh. going to, yes. you're going to burst. It's well, just, then you bad. park the car and you're like, oh, dear God, I don't think I can get out. Right? You don't even want to move until you're mentally, like, there. Oh, it's awful. Yes. I wish the end of your speech would have been, hey, thanks, guys. And then you stood up to like walk out of the room. <laughs> and you could see your pants as you like walk away. That would oh be like the God. final scene. Oh, my God. That would be. <laughs> have a blessed day. God bless you all. Stand up and you walk out. Oh, my God. That would, that would be wrong. Oh, my gosh. James, you have an audience that averages around 3.2 million listeners with radio, your podcast, videos, all of that. What's one of the more interesting guests then that you had that shared a funny story with you or something that just like blew your mind? Hmm, funny. Um, well, I can tell you another funny thing that I did. So do you know Elizabeth Vargas? She is amazing. She is the top Emmy Award winner, A&E reporter. She has a new show that just came out. Love her. Amazing. One of the most brilliant women I've ever met. So she, here she was on my show. We were on a different platform. We were recording and she couldn't figure it out. And, and she's like, can we just use a different one? I'm like, sure, we'll use a different program. So actually we Zoom. And I, my other program, everything's just set up automatically to record. So here we are. We had a wonderful talk and we were just vibing in sync. And she was just, we were really feeling it. And literally 30 seconds as I'm doing my outro, my call to action, I realized I didn't hit record. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh she is elizabeth vargas and here i am this little person that's <laughs> you can't see it of course i didn't record it but <laughs> but my face i can i looked in my can the camera real fast and i know in my i can see myself and you see my face just fall and i'm completely red and i still finished the show and i was like elizabeth i am so sorry i did not hit record and I literally just wanted to just crawl down in my chair. In fact, I have different chairs now, by the way, since I ruined the other ones. But, um, but I, literally, I literally just wanted to fall down and just crawl under a rock. And so I said, we can, I'll talk to your publicist. We can reschedule for a different time, et cetera. And she's like, no, it's fine. We'll do it now. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yes, we will. So if you ever watch the video at the very beginning of that, so here I'm introducing her. She's looking down at her phone. And I know she's texting her, her agent. I don't know this, but I'm assuming I would do this. Texting her agent, this idiot did not even hit record. And I now I'm going to be late. So I will get back with you. So if you watch it, that's what she's doing. And then she's like, hi, James. It's so nice to be with you today. Obviously so polished. And I'm like, 
I would do the same thing. Just turn so, it right on. But, but I don't know if she knew she was on camera or not. But it's funny because I say, we had a wonderful talk in the pre-call. And here I'm thinking, that was a full interview. <laughs> now we get to do it again. I mean, whatever. It happens to everybody. It was a mistake. I mean, you learn. Thankfully, she was so gracious. And so I was so humbled that she repeated it. And, and it's funny for my TV show, my upcoming one, I was like, I'd love you to be a guest on my show. She's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I talked to my agent and I was like, oh, great. I'm like, it's going to be a different show than this one. But anyway. His email, his phone's blocked by his yes. agent. He's not getting through it all. But James, we, we did that same exact thing, like what, two months ago? Mm-hmm. And it was with an award-winning news anchor here in Columbus. Oh yeah. I just, I, t- oh, my I gosh. heard it. And so yeah, what heard you it. heard was the second conversation. Yeah, and we tried to not ask the same things, which we didn't, yeah. which which was nice. But James, we hit record at the end and then it says, okay, now you're recording on Zoom. I'm like, oh dear God, mm. did we just, did no. that just happen? Not good. So we recorded our audio, our video did not record her as the guest. And so mm. needless to say, this, this sweet, wonderful woman that you see right here, she may have raised her voice to me, uh, and uh, we had words. We had words. We had words. We didn't really sleep. Yes. Kind yes. words, of course. Yes. A passionate discussion, James. Passionate. I love passion. Honestly, though, and again, I've, I've come to your defense. Zoom completely changed how the they did setting things. on ours, yes. They did. They did. So it really wasn't but, your uh, fault. We, you did everything we've always done for yes. 90-some episodes, but... But we had to call her, though, the next day and say, I'm so sorry. And yeah. she was like... So kind about so it. Amazing. It happened to her as well as a newswoman. So I think it happens to everyone once. It has yes. to. Yeah. The cool, the funny thing is that when she, when Elizabeth said it, she was like, "Oh, we've had this happen before." She goes, "One time we were with a photographer and we did a photo shoot all day, and then they realized the, that they didn't put film in the camera." And she's like, "Now that was different." She goes, "I was upset about that." Oh, I was like, "Oh thank God, this is just a half hour, Great. twenty minute show." But she's like, "Now that was frustrating." And I was like, yes. oh, "Thank you for thank you for being kind yes. to me." <laughs> If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So along with your radio, you are in production with a TV show. Can you tell us about that? And I'm curious how your acting skills have helped you in regards to that TV show. Well, I'm acting right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm really like a mean person. I'm just kidding. You know, it's, it's funny because I, when I first started on YouTube, I, for six months, I did a, a YouTube channel every single day because my goal when I started Lifeology back in 2015 was to be have my television program. So like I said, for six months, every single day, I practiced being on camera again. I practiced my speech. If you see the first couple of my first couple, the first three months worth of of <laughs> a three little three minute clips that I would do on YouTube, they are not inspiring. The content was great, but I'm like, hi, I'm James Miller. We are simplify and transform your mind <laughs> and spirit and body. And it was just so robotic. And I know, and I was like, and if I look back on it, I'm like, okay, James, that's a starting point. Cause I was not like that when I was younger because you know, it was different. But the other part is being a psychotherapist, you have to have a lot of boundaries. And so when I was with my patients, cause I would interview people and that's what therapy is essentially. I'm interviewing them if you want to think of it that way for many years. But the point is, is I, I had to learn how to just allow my personality to come out. And so it came out quite a bit once I started with radio. And so now I can talk about myself and whether people in my 
psychology world know, know, know about my show or not. It's, I don't ever tell them about that. But it's, I'm just much more free with this. So now when it comes to this particular TV show, it's kind of like my radio show where I interview people about their life. But the premise of this show is loneliness and isolation are one of the major contributing factors of why people are dying early. And this is pre-COVID. So because of that, because of the divisiveness of the world, people just don't feel like they have anyone to connect with. So what my show does, Lifeology with James Miller, check in life <laughs> uh, what that does is it... Um, it, it really breaks down stereotypes. So I will pick one emotional construct that we've all experienced because our life may be different, but the emotions we all experience are the same. So if I want to talk about an episode of grief, I will bring someone on who's experienced grief, but I generalize it in such a way that everybody who watches that particular episode will say, oh, this person I thought was so different, but they're not different. For example, what was grief like for you? So James talks about the five different stages of grief. How have they manifested for you before? So just things like that. So it's a lot of talking points and I have amazing guests from all different walks of life. So I have 13 different episodes right now. And any day now we're going to be filming. It's been moved several times because of COVID. So I get to practice patience and I do not like patience, but I get to practice it. So to answer your long winded answer, to answer your question, as far as the acting, there's not really a lot of acting per se in this one. However, I'm writing a, I can't say what network I'm writing for, but I'm writing a screenplay. And so I'm going to see if I can write myself into that as one. <laughs> As one standing character, so then I'll be acting again. I'll be, be the actor. That's but, exciting. And he's going to write himself in as a, a Spanish doctor into one of these screenplays. Right? I know. <laughs> okay. But actually, as a doctor, I'm writing myself as, as a character, but I can't say anything more. Last question. I have a question. One question? Last question, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. As a psychoanalyst, when you had a patient, <laughs> did you ever mm-hmm. accidentally yawn doze while off. they're talking, doze off, zone okay. out, anything? Okay. So there's a way, this little, this is, I'm leaning in like I'm conspiratorially. Okay. So what happens is if you don't want to yawn, what you do is you push right here between your, between your eyebrows and you push and you okay. pull up. So when you do that, what it does is it, it slightly um, increases the, the your sinus cavity and it gives you more air because the whole point of yawning is to have oxygen. So if I need to yawn, I would push and I'd pull. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh-huh. And so when you do that, all of a sudden I don't have to yawn. And so um, now I have told my little secret, but that's what I do any single time. So I've been on shows like this. If I all of a sudden have to yawn, I'm like, oh, interesting. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, but but that is the way the to not yawn is to push down between your forehead and pull it up. So that is why I do not yawn. I mean, you have to you can't do it too long because you eventually will have to yawn. But it's a good, good little okay, trick of the day. Tonight over dinner, you cannot do that trick on me I've as we're talking. I've been doing the whole time. <laughs> Just like, oh my gosh, I'm boring you again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a That's hysterical. Well, listeners, for more information about James, you can go to his Instagram page, James Miller Lifeology, or his website. Check out his website, which has a ton of prior episodes of his radio show archived there. It's jamesmillerlifeology.com backslash radio. And we will put all this information in our show notes. Well, James, seriously, thank, thank you. you so much. I have been crying <laughs> laughing on this end with the <laughs> keynote speaking story. That is absolutely fantastic. So thank you. It's funny. I don't get a chance to talk about these types of things. So no one ever asks me. And I have a lot, obviously a lot of stories. So that's why your show is so great. I think it's, it's oh, just Oh, thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you both so much. I, I, had, a, I had a really fun time with you. So thank you for, for allowing me to be on your show today. 
Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.